Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another edition of the 20 by 20 Ring Crew. I am Joe. I'm here with my cohort, Matt. Matt, what's going on? Yeah, hey, what's going on, everybody? <laughs> We're back for episode number 68. And as always, uh, we're going to start it off right off the bat because this is some fucked up shit. As always, we have wrestling on in the background. We are watching the WWE Network. Again, if you don't have a subscription, uh, please go get yourself one. Support your 20 by 20 ring crew over at 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash WWE Network. That's all one word. And we're watching the pilot episode of the the reformation of Stampede Wrestling from April 2nd, 1999. Yeah. Uh, we can easily see why this was uh, just a pilot and didn't really go anywhere. <laughs> uh, I, think, I think the whole reason it was added to the network is because of Mauro Ronaldo yeah. on, uh, on the commentary team. And, uh, they have other Stampede Wrestling shows. Uh, yeah, no, they they do, but I think that's why. As far as this goes. Yeah, yeah as far as this goes. This is pretty bad. Yeah, we just watched uh, half of a match between Dick Butkus Jr. They did again. And, <laughs> and uh, Crazy Horse Eddie Mustang. Um, yeah, so they... And, you don't you don't get to see the whole match. You they they even mention that they came into that match at the five minute mark. Yeah. So for the first five minutes, you don't even get to see the match go on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's you know it, uh, they're not they're not doing any character developing. So there's there's no excuse to this. It's just uh, <laughs> these are just straight wrestling matches. And you don't get to see the whole match. Like they, you literally go in at the five minute mark. You know what though? I don't. I don't know that I would want to see the well, whole match. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> oh man, this is just this is bad. It's bad. Yeah, it's it's pretty mediocre. I don't I don't recognize mo- any, really any of these guys. But uh, I told Matt. Yeah. Uh, so Mauro Ronaldo is part of the commentary team, and then you have Mark Kennedy, who looks like he's got. A disguise on. <laughs> he looks like someone with fake teeth, a fake mustache, and a wig, even though it's all his own natural features. I don't know what the hell is up with that. And he sounds like the Canadian version of Andy Richter for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is pretty brutal. Uh, but <laughs> we're not here to talk about Stampede Wrestling or, or what was supposed to be Stampede Wrestling. Sorry, Ross and Bruce. Um, we're here to talk New Japan Pro Wrestling's G1 Climax 2019, something we've been waiting to hear about and and discuss since, uh, well, for a while now, uh, especially with, uh, all of the stuff that happened at Dominion. For those of you who aren't aware, we had, uh, three major players in New Japan decide that they want to be part of uh, G1 this year and uh, it was it was in, it was going to be interesting to see whether or not they got their wish uh, so we'll be discussing that uh, this time around those three yeah were Shingo Takagi who has come off of uh, what is that 97 wins and one loss in right. New Japan as a, as a junior heavyweight as a junior heavyweight um <clears throat> 
you had the returning uh, and very surprisingly returning Kenta. Yes. Threw his name into the G1. And then you had the uh, the brand new uh, escaped from prison, if you will, uh, John Moxley, throwing his name into the G1 ring, uh, which was kind of a shock to a lot of us. We we didn't know he was going to be uh, up for that type of commitment because of his contract with AEW, but apparently he's going to do both. So uh, we're definitely excited at that. That's for damn sure. Um, I'm going to start you off with Moxley, if, if you don't mind. I, I can't wait to hear what you got to say. I have his full itinerary here. Okay. Uh, his first opponent is uh, Tai Chi. Tai Chi, okay. Yep. It's, Lord Tai Chi. Yeah. <laughs> tai Chi, uh, tai Chi has been, uh, well, he feels he's like the one of the black sheep of New Japan. And, I'll agree with that. And, and he seems like uh, he's always getting the short end of the stick. And uh, he he honestly didn't know if he was going to be uh, in, included in the G1 this year. Uh, so it was it was a really big surprise to him that he was. Yeah. And um, right away he's fighting Moxley for first go round. What do you think? I'm so excited to see Tai Chi in this uh, in this tournament. If you go all the way back to last year, I, I mentioned how the Tai Chi should have been in the G1 last year. And I'm not going to go and start taking guys out of the G1 like I did last year. But uh, I just felt that he was he was indeed snubbed. You know, as, as, a, as a fan, I, I recognize that. Um, I'm excited to see him in this tournament. With that being said... I got him going 0-1 in this first match. Uh, John Moxley is going to be an, an intriguing character. See how far he goes, and I'll just I'll just answer this one question. Just I'm just the one just one match right now. I'm not going to go too far into it because I don't know where you're going right now. But uh, John Moxley, I got I got him beating Tai Chi. Uh, as far as the debut match, as much as as much as I love Tai Chi and as much as I think he he deserves a, a deep run. His first run in G1, I don't see it being very successful. Uh, maybe a few wins for Tai Chi, but uh, not against Moxley. Two days later, on July 15th, Moxley's next opponent, Jeff Cobb. Oh. <laughs> Jeff Cobb, man. Jeff Cobb is, is a fucking monster. Uh, obviously extremely strong. You can even get that just by looking at him. But the agility and... The speed that he has. Uh, by the way, this is the fifth match of the Stampede show. It's only a half hour show, or well, hour long. Already the fifth match, and we probably got like twenty minutes left. Yeah, it's it's just way too much. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> this is why it failed, guys. This is why. Uh, but anyways, um, Jeff Cobb versus John Moxley. Ooh, first of all, I mean, hell of a match. This is this is the type of competition. That I'm excited for for Moxley to finally get. Yeah, oh you know? yeah. I mean, whoever wins, the, the, it really doesn't matter to me. But this is that that fast paced back and forth. You have you have a powerhouse, but you have that tricky powerhouse that can that you know can can out stamina you, outrun you, out out pretty much out do anything than you. You know how do you how do you answer that? Because he hasn't. No matter how it's booked and who wins. 
it's been a long time since Moxley has fought somebody of this caliber. Yeah. And that's with all due respect to Taichi, you know, because who is a very traditional strong style wrestler that Moxley hasn't seen very much a lot of, you know, either. But, you know, you have this super hybrid type wrestler here that gets to do everything. You know, he you've, you've, you've got hybrid wrestlers in WWE, but for Jeff Cobb and everybody else in this tournament and everybody else in... And that is in WWE, that the repertoire is unlocked. Yep. You can use anything and everything. Uh, it's going to be interesting, interesting to see how Moxley uh, answers that. I mean, I got Moxley beating Jeff Cobb too, but... Really? I do, I do. And uh, it's always tricky for these ROH guys coming in these tournaments and, and seeing how they do. They they usually do about average. So this is, a, this is definitely a toss-up for me. But um, I do have Moxley beating Cobb. Four days later on July 19th, John Moxley versus Tomohiro Ishii. Oh, Stone Pitbull. Yes, sir. All I got to say is, um, you know, Moxley likes pain, likes, likes having painful <laughs> matches. This is not that Cobb, again, not that Cobb and Taichi are going to bring it, but Ishii is, um, he is. You're definitely your, your traditional strong style wrestler that loves to give you the chops, give you the headbutts, and he's that intriguing character too. Like Ishii's at that at that point in his career where you think like, oh, he's he's here to job for most guys, but he'll surprise you with a deep run. He will. <laughs> he will. Where he'll rack up ten to twelve points, and it's like, <laughs> oh shit, they might give it to him. Um, it's a it, that's a that's a that's another flip of a coin. I would probably go Moxley over Ishii, but uh, I it's a tough one for me. I'm I'm just excited for that because of of the style of of wrestling that Ishii does. Five days later, July 24th in Hiroshima, John Moxley versus Shingo Takagi. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, everything that Ishii, with all due respect to Ishii, that's going to bring to the table. Ain't gonna have shit on Takagi. Yeah, what Takagi's about to do. Takagi's about to uh, make a name for himself in the G One, and uh, I don't know if Moxley has an answer for him at this point. You know, most people don't. Most people don't. We've already <laughs> seen that minus Will Osprey. <laughs> yeah, yeah and, and that and that took a hell of a match to do it. You know, match of the year candidate. You know, or according to Joe. The match of the year. So far, yeah, man. So <laughs> and, far. And I'm, I'm not really putting up an argument either, so, you know. Um, fuck. Like, Moxie versus Takagi, they're going to bring it. They're going to fight all over the place. It's it's going to be definitely a, some cringeworthy type shit happening in this match. <laughs> I don't think Moxie has an answer for Takagi, quite honestly. I think Takagi's going to make a very impressive run in this G1. And he's going to raise a hell of a lot of eyebrows. I'm not saying he's going to have as deep of a run as he did in the uh, Best of the Super Juniors tournament. But let's not be you know, be surprised if he does. Uh, Takagi's going to be a really tough guy to beat for anybody. Four days after that, on July 28th, in Nagoya, you have Tetsuya Naito versus John Moxley. Mm, take my money again. <laughs> this right here, This right here is one of those matches that back when he was Dean Ambrose... If we if we put him on the show for, for the following contest, Tetsuya Naito would have been the guy that I would have had him had picked because you have two very unorthodox wrestlers 
that march to the beat of their own drum, going at it. There's no way that you and I or anybody else can call the match before the match happens. True. Very true. Um, this uh, right away the, the the feeling I get from this the schedule for Moxley uh, for me anyway it is uh, it, it's almost uh, like a who's who of who you'd want him to fight in New Japan. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean the the list is definitely not complete, but this is a damn good so start. It, it does sound like the John Moxley tour, You're right? You know, and with him versus Naito, I mean again. I don't know if he has an answer for Naito. I think Naito kind of jumped the gun here a little bit, if I, if I may. Naito, I think, is really going to be the guy that's going to be a front runner for the Block B. And uh, well, we'll get back to uh, who's winning blocks. Sure, no, that's but, fine. Uh, and I, but that's that's the reason why I would say that Moxley probably doesn't take this match. Probably, okay. Especially especially being in the middle of, of the tournament like that, but. Uh, I mean, it doesn't matter. I that's that. This is a match. Moxie versus Naito has been a match that I've wanted to see for for a very long time. Four days later, on August first in Fukuoka, you have John Moxley versus Toriano. <laughs> <laughs> you know how I feel about Toriano. You know how I feel about him, and uh, I think you're gonna get more of the same. It's going to be f- interesting because, like, John Moxley is, like, uh, it's, it's kind of like a McFoley in a sense, where there's times where he's hardcore, there's times where he's extremely serious, and there's times where he can be a goofball and play along, too. I, I, I don't, I, with that being said, though, Yano is one of those guys that has the ability has the ability to actually be a legit wrestler, uh, more so, but in, in, in more ways than than a, than a Rusuke Taguchi, he's always a you know, goofball. Yeah, and he does goofy things. You know, he's he, uh, he takes the breaks up the turnbuckle and you know tries to sell you DVDs and <laughs> just all these you know these shenanigans that he call they causes. I don't know if he's going to give Moxley a, a legit match or, or what have you. I got Moxley beating Yano. But then again, Yano's one of those guys that has knocked off other guys in the past. out of Doing the same shit. Doing the same shit. Yeah, so he will surprise the fuck out of you. It is, it is, he is a really frustrating guy to, to, uh, to like call against because he is the definition, the epitome of wildcard. But yeah. uh, with that being said, though, I, I, I got to go Moxley over over Yano anyways. I'm taking Yano over Moxley, but I think Moxley gives him that uh, that devastating release suplex. Mm. And and uh, he he takes it to Yano, but I think Yano sneaks one Yano out. Yano sneaks it out? Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, three days later on August 4th in Osaka, John Moxley versus the leader of the Bullet Club, Switchblade Jay White. John Moxley is a guy that I will love to see in a storyline against the Bullet Club. He's everything that they kind of represent. But for him and I to be a part of that would be <laughs> would be intriguing. I, I I think it's too obvious to throw him in the Bullet Club. Um, but as far as the match goes against him and Jay White, Jay White has been insanely impressive the past two years. 
And this is, again, one of those matches that, you know, you fantasy book it way back when. I would have loved to have seen him versus Jay White. Um, Jay White reminds me a lot in a way of a younger Seth Rollins, almost. Where he's super agile, you know, maybe not as as much as like with the CrossFit that Seth Rollins does all the fucking time, but <laughs> you know, just that style of wrestling that almost very uh, like methodical, but at the same time, never never ending style. Yeah, he's, oh, he's, yeah. He, he's he's always thinking three, you know, three four moves ahead, and that you know that reminds me a lot of what you know what Seth Rollins brings to the table as well, and. uh him versus versus Moxley, it's gonna be a lot of it's gonna be a little familiar, but obviously a lot different because you now you mix in strong style as well, and again you mix in a move set that doesn't have any restrictions. Uh, it's gonna be one hell of a match. Um, who do I got? I gotta go Switchblade. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Switchblade over Moxley, uh, and, and I think uh, if if we're if we're playing the long the long game here. Mm-hmm. Uh, depending on Moxley's overall relationship with New Japan, uh, clearly he's he's willing to, to do a lot of business with them if he's already in the G1. Sure. Um, yeah, I would like to see a future where we see Moxley versus the Bullet Club in some form or fashion. Sure, yeah. And why not, why not the start of that be at the G1? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, four days later, August 8th in Yokohama, you have John Moxley versus Hiroki Goto. That's old school right there with Goto. Um, Goto's another guy at that point of his career, like Ishii, where it's like you don't know where he's going to go. You know, are they going to make a run with him or are they going to, uh, is he going to be more of a guy that lays down more so than, than not? Um, either way, it's going to be a fun, you know, physical match. And, you know, as many times as I say that I'm a little tired of seeing Goto, because it just seems like it's a little overplayed right now. When that bell rings, he, he just, he finds a way to excite me again. Like, every time, it's just like, oh, man, like, I, I, you know, with all due respect, I just, I feel like he's pushed a little too much and this and that, and then he turns it on, and it's like, okay, I get why he's pushed more as much as he is. Um, that being said, I... I, I do have Moxie over Goto in this match, but uh, that's another that's another flip of a coin. And at this point, my, I, I might look at it differently only because of where Moxie is in the points. So if he if it's clear that they're not running with him, uh, you know, like uh, like he's the legit player to 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 compete, I can see them definitely losing to Goto easily. And then finally on August eleventh. At Budokan Hall in Tokyo, you have the rematch: John Moxley versus Juice Robinson. Obviously, Moxley is the guy that uh, is the reason why that Robinson is no longer the United States Heavyweight Champion. Interesting to see where they go. Where they go with uh, with Robinson in this in this case? I mean, he lost the U.S. Heavyweight Championship. We, it was well documented by us how poor he 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 uh, wrestled. Last year in in the G one, I mean, part of it was him being injured. He did have the the hand injury. Yeah, no doubt about that. But but overall, I mean, just poor poor choices in in matches, uh, regardless of of the injury to the hand. Yeah, just it's a bad year. And and mm. him, they 
he still had that title. Like, how does that work? Mm-hmm. You still have that title. Like, damn, man. You and you're know? losing everybody. Yeah. You're losing everybody. Honestly, the way that, that uh, Robinson gets booked, you, you don't know where they're going with them. There's times where they're really running with them. And then there's times where they, they're they just kind of just, uh, he's kind of just floating around. So, I mean, this is a toss-up. And it's really, it's really tough because this is the last one, right? This is the last one for Moxley. Mm-hmm. Uh, for Robinson too, that in that case, um, I would probably go Moxley over Robinson in the rematch as well. But uh, I, I, I'm, 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 I'm torn between that because there's a part of me that thinks that this Moxley versus Robinson is going to be um, something that they might try to carry over to future shows with the title on the line. So Robinson might actually get the upper hand in this case. Uh, if Robinson gets the upper hand. I don't see Robinson winning G one, but you know you can very well see the next big show, whatever it is after the G one, you know he gets a shot at the U S title because he pinned Moxley. Who knows? Who knows? I don't. I I'm not too too certain on that. But all I know is that as far as where I stand right now on this on this day, you know I got Moxley over Robinson, just because I feel like he's more over with management right now because of where he's at with the company. Than, uh, than Robinson. John Moxley is part of the B block in this year's tournament. So all of the the opponents we just mentioned against him are all B block participants. Yeah. Um, let's let's switch over to block A real quick. Okay. Who's still talking Moxley here? Okay. I just want like a a, a quick blurb or, or, or a few words about each of these guys against Moxley. You ready? Okay. Here we go. Lance Archer. Definitely a heavy-hitting match. Both guys are very... You'll see a lot of Moxley's roughneck style in that match. Uh, Lance Archer's not one of my favorite guys, but he's a powerhouse. He and, is. Uh, it'll be an interesting singles match, for sure. Hiroshi Tanahashi. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I hope he hits him with a DDT and Tanahashi doesn't get up. Oh, good God. Uh, Will Ospreay. Ah oh, man, that right there to me is the ultimate challenge. Besides Takagi, is the ultimate challenge for Osprey. Can he ha- hang with a guy like Osprey? I don't know if he can. Bad luck, Fale. <laughs> <laughs> Shenanigans all around, and um, definitely if yes to the match. If we get to see some some shenanigans with Bullet Club, and and spark that rivalry that we mentioned earlier. Sonata. Sonata's the future of the business, man. My opinion, he's the future of the business. I I think out of out of everybody we mentioned so far, I think that's probably at the top of my list. Sonata versus Moxley. I mean, for Moxley, that's this, this guy's like Sonata. While you left the company, while you left WWE, yeah, you know, he's the future of of not just New Japan but pro wrestling. Um, Sonata's tag team partner, Evil. Again, I love Evil not as much as I love Sonata. Evil is a guy that. Um, it's, you know, could very well be, or very well will be, a, a, a single star very soon, and uh, that's a hell of a wrestling match right there. Kota Ibushi, man, <laughs> again, again, can you can you hang with somebody like Ibushi? Ibushi's a guy that's he's a, he's a hybrid type wrestler. He does he does it all, and he's got I mean he's got stamina for days. And he's still alive, by the and way. he's still alive. Thankfully, <laughs> Naito didn't get the job done. <laughs> Uh, Kazuchika Okada. 
Moxley versus the Rainmaker. Again, that's it's matches like that and why you left WWE. You're facing the face of, of the company and one of the faces of pro wrestling in general. I mean, that right there, hell of a match. And uh, those guys will make those guys will tear down the house for sure. Another one that tops my list here, Zack Sabre Jr. Anybody versus Sabre Jr. for me, because you know, Sabre Jr. is... Um, I call him. I say it all the time. He's the Hoist Gracie of, of pro wrestling. He and, is. And, and you, if you, if you don't find Zack Saber Jr. entertaining, you're probably not a fan of pro wrestling, because he <laughs> he's a he is the science of pro wrestling. Yeah. You know, to have him against Moxie again, can Moxley handle a guy like Saber Jr. Because, in a way, he's a little unorthodox, and uh, that would be one hell of a match. And finally, uh, something that should have happened in the WWE and didn't for one reason or another, uh, John Moxley versus Kenta. Well, I'll tell you why. Because Moxley doesn't fight cruiserweights, and that's what all Kenta was, was a cruiserweight. Fucking horrible, uh, horrible decision on their part. I mean, you have you, you have what potentially could have been a match of the year candidate. I mean, Kenta, Kenta's the kind of guy that he can, he can have... A five star match, if if we were gonna do that, you know, for those who know what I mean by that, with anybody, anybody on this roster, on on this on this on this uh, tournament, including a guy like Bad Luck Fale, who let's face facts, he's not much of a wrestler in the sense of a lot of the other guys, you know. <laughs> and I'm not that's not being disrespectful per se. That's that's but that is the truth, and um, he can he can put on a hell of a show with him too. Well, that's the type of wrestler that you have with Kenta. While we're on the subject of uh, fantasy booking John Moxley here in New Japan Pro Wrestling, is there someone we haven't mentioned that you absolutely must, leave, must see John Moxley face before he leaves New Japan? I mean, the guy that I was surprised not to, not to be in the G1, that's uh, Minoru Suzuki. Oh, God. Yeah, I, th- I think that's the ultimate, at, at least for me. Yeah. Yeah, that's the ultimate... Uh, fantasy booking for for me with Moxley in New Japan. I think they should take the opportunity here and and run with the momentum that they have at least uh, the mom- at least the momentum that I recognize. So if you watch the uh, Kazuna Road uh, the first date that they have aired on the uh, streaming service, Again, 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash NJPW. Go get yourself a subscription. That first night, Minoru Suzuki comes to the ring as as part of a tag team match. Mm-hmm. And he is utterly pissed because it, it, because it is the match immediately following the official announcement of all of the participants of the G1. And Minoru Suzuki is not in there. So he is super fucking pissed. For my money, you somehow work in there, Minoru Suzuki versus John Moxley, while the getting's good, and just let them beat the ever-loving shit out of each other. Uh, that's dude. That's main event material all fucking day. Does uh, does 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 Suzuki potentially interfere in a match like the match with Taichi? Yeah, why not? Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's, it's a it, good way to start it off too. His first night. Yeah, for, it's for an Moxley. easy in. It would be, it it would it would just add so many uh, 
it would add so much meat to what's already being built because you have uh, you have that undercurrent story of the battle between Ishii and Tai Chi, not just over the Neverweight Championship, but the um, over the G One, because Tai Chi is uh, seemingly infinitely bitter mm-hmm. about not getting his his proper G One uh, shot, and now that he has it. He still has to go through Ishii yeah. at, at some point, you right, know. Right. So, um, you have that, and why not? Why not have Minoru Suzuki uh, take it upon himself to be out there with Tai Chi, being that you know pretty, he's pretty much Suzuki Goon at this point. So, yeah, that would be a, a super easy way to to get him involved. You give Moxley, you know, an easy. Uh, an easy victory, points in 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 the tournament, and uh, you rob Tai Chi, and then Tai Chi, you know, again he gets pissed because he's not getting a proper G one. Right, very interesting concept. A lot, I mean, there's so much, there's so much to play with here for sure. It's just exciting. It's, it's exciting to see someone like Moxley come into a company like New Japan, mm-hmm. fresh, recharged. Yeah. Um, back to his old self again and and that's a good thing folks <laughs> um you know we're not seeing Dean Ambrose we're seeing a much more violent uh John Moxley again everything is unlocked yeah <laughs> everything is unlocked you don't you don't have I finally did listen to that the Jericho podcast and increasingly growing frustrated and it's almost like and I get there's a lot of money involved but it's like and I'm going to use a word that we shouldn't use ever. Oh. But how... It almost makes me think of, like, how retarded oh, is okay. the rest of the, the wrestling world that lives that works there that you're going to work for this fucking company? And again, I get it, it's a big paycheck. But there's, there's always been big paychecks. But in the last, I, I would say, at least five plus years, big yeah. paychecks elsewhere. Why the fuck would you go through all this shit? I, I'm... I'm listening into it while I'm at work, and I had to like, I was increasingly getting frustrated with what I was doing at work because of what, <laughs> n- n- not because of what I was doing, but by listening to his story and just and hearing the the stupidity. Yeah, it was. Of it, all. it was very frustrating. And it's like, why in the blue hell, besides money, would you actually voluntarily sign a contract with these guys? Yeah. Why would you do that? Um, you can't do shit. You, you can't do shit. You do stupid shit, like yeah. like wear fucking masks and tell people that they stink. Yeah, because that's you know that's apparently that was him. Anyways, um, what you, yeah what what you get in New Japan and and other companies outside of WWE is unlocked versions of themselves. You know. Think of WWE as like the demo. The demo. The demo mode, you know. Now you could do everything, and that's what you're going to get. And that's why I'm excited, but I'm also a little worried, too, because, you know, I mean, we mentioned Will Ospreay, who I get is in Block A. The only way that match is going to happen in G1 is if they win their brackets. Right. But, you know, somebody like Shinigo Takagi, you know, is he ready? Is he ready for Jeff Cobb? You know, I get he's a great wrestler and all that stuff, but how much... How much has the last, you know, four or five years, whatever it was, with WWE, how much has that ruined him as a wrestler? 
because now you have to go against legit top talent in a tour. So once you get through Jeff Cobb, well, guess what? Now you got Shingo Takagi or whoever it was that was next. Mm-hmm. But uh, it, was, it was Ishii. But then Takagi, you know, I mean, there's very little rest. There's very, very little downtime. And that doesn't even include the tag matches that you're doing. Yeah, and, you know, that's that's always a point of contention with the WWE uh, management uh, working uh, working their, their schedule as opposed to a company like New Japan. You know, Vince McMahon has come out and said before, he's not a fan of New Japan style because it is strong style. Mm-hmm. And how do you expect, uh, he calls them, you know, sports entertainers. How do you expect sports entertainers to have longevity in the business if you're going out there night after night, sometimes with very little rest? Yeah. Hit, you know, hitting each other so damn hard, you know, how are they supposed to last? But They do. They do. You got guys wrestling in their 40s and 50s. Yeah, so. And, and like legit wrestling too. Yeah, I mean, so. Yeah. I mean, we, we say what we want to say about Tanahashi, you know, he's not the same guy anymore, and he shouldn't be full time. But I would put him up against a lot of guys in WWE right now. Oh and, yeah, and still yeah. put on a hell of a match. So yeah, they, you know, whether you like it or not, it, it does work. The G One uh, obviously has its own set of story. Mm-hmm. Uh, to you know, it it, it comes pre <laughs> pre applied to the situation, but uh, some some external things are going on outside of New Japan that kind of have a little bit of effect on this tournament. Um, For instance, uh, Lance Archer no longer has a tag team partner. If I'm not mistaken, um, Davey Boy Smith Jr. has parted ways with New Japan. Uh, He has always stated that he has been horribly booked with them, Mm -hmm. not getting enough dates. Um, and and to be fair, that's that's the truth. Right. Um, it, it was always a treat to see Killer Elite Squad because they wouldn't. They were not the norm. Right. By, by far, they were not the norm. Um, so he is out of New Japan Pro Wrestling, and um, that's going to bring up another subject here in a second. But uh, so you have that going on uh, already. Uh, again, the first night of Kazuna Road. You had um, you had a, a tag match with Los Ingobernables, where at the very end they all went to um, kind of fist bump each other, and Shingo was the one that started the fist bump. Naito joined in. Bushi took a second, but Bushi he he joined, and then Evil and Sonata were were on the fence, and Evil left the ring. He was like, "Fuck this! I'm I'm not I'm not with that." And he left, and so they tried it again, and this time uh, Sonata joined in, although it was a little bit hesitant. Mm-hmm. So there's there's a little uh, there's a little more than friendly competition within the ranks of Los Ingobernables as part of this G1 climax, uh, and and that's fine. I don't think it's something that's going to break them up or anything of that nature, but uh, it's kind of what you expect from from those guys. You know, mm-hmm. um, you have that going on. Again, you have Minoru Suzuki being exiled from from the tournament for one reason or another. <laughs> uh, wouldn't it be interesting? And now that I think about it, wouldn't it be interesting 
if it came out and it was divulged that John Moxley took his spot. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know, you know that that uh, an outsider came in and, and Suzuki was the first guy out. Um, yeah, I mean the, the, that's what these that's what makes these tournaments so interesting too, is because you have so many different sub you know, storylines. And I think that for the first time in a long time, we actually don't have like anything significant regarding the Bullet Club. No, you know, you pretty much have uh, just about everybody from Suzuki going in here. As far it, as the heavyweights go, yeah, yeah. yeah. But but Suzuki, but Suzuki, so he should be pissed. Um, again, how, how how crazy would it be if Suzuki like found a way to like pull rank and booted one of those guys out? Again, it's <laughs> it's a possibility. I, I me personally, I don't see it happening. But you know, stranger things have happened in wrestling. So. Sure. Uh, again, you have the returning Kenta. Uh, uh, yes. You know, after being uh, imprisoned all the, all these years <laughs> at a at a certain uh, body weight, it, it is it is making for quite the uh, quite the exciting G one. Again, the first night is going to be July sixth officially. Yes. Um, the, uh, you had just let me know before we started recording that there is a showcase um, show the night before also happening in Dallas. So they're going to put on some sort of a card beforehand. Yeah, I think it's, I think a lot of it's a meet and greet kind of thing and uh, uh, like press conferences, but there might be a few matches. It's a very small building that they're working in. Um, let's go by, back to block a um, yeah. so we've already ran through block B more or less uh, fantasy booking John Moxley over here yeah uh, but block a you have Lance Archer mm-hmm. evil bad luck Fale, Kota Ibushi Kenta Kazuchika Okada will Osprey Zack Saber jr Sonata and Hiroshi Tanahashi um, right off the bat Hiroshi Tanahashi Self self admitted, uh, he's not a hundred percent. He hopes to be a hundred percent by the time this thing starts, but uh, he also said he hoped to be seventy five percent by the time he faced Jay White at Dominion, and that was fucking horrible. He was nowhere near seventy five percent. Yeah, but realistically, that was you... uh, best of the Super Juniors. I'm sorry, best but, of the Super yeah. Juniors. Same um, thing though. <laughs> Realistically, what are we talking here with Tanahashi? Is this is this Tanahashi saying, "Hey, I'm I'm pulling my rank. I want to be in this. I want to be I want to be part of the um, you know the the premier event for us. Yeah, regardless of my health. He's also the defending champion. You know. Yeah, but no, I no, I'm I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying I'm just pointing out there that he. There's a like there's that there's that and then there's he's the defending champion Tanahashi, um, if he loved this company, and want and wanted this this premier tournament this premier these premier shows to be just that, and you're not ready, I I would say don't do it. Um, you're right. He wasn't even close to being seventy five percent at the uh, best of the Super Juniors. That was earlier in June. I mean, we're talking just a month, and he's supposed to be 100%. I mean, he's not striving to even be that. He's just trying to be as good as he possibly can be. I, I think it's terrible booking. <laughs> I think it's I think it's horrible, and I, and I think uh, 
you know, shame on, on the bookers for uh, for allowing this to, to occur because you have an opportunity to put on the best show, the best tournament possible during a time where you really need to get as many wrestling fans to your product as possible. AEW has done exactly what, what we said it was going to do. It was going to cause a ripple effect in the company, in, in the industry, and... The diehard fans like us and, and many of you out there, we're gonna watch it all. But for the casual fan, it's it's one thing. Yeah. Or, or maybe one other thing too. And AEW is, you know, almost like the for sure thing. You know, we see it with WWE for many reasons. But you know, real quick here, we we're seeing it with Ring of Honor right now, who's having trouble selling tickets. Yeah. I, you know, I mean, it's it's hard to compete. And you have a premiere show that you're putting on for the first time ever for one of your shows in in the United States. I mean, this is your opportunity to put to be to put on this huge extravaganza that's going to get people to watch your product because people are, are excited about wrestling again. If Tanahashi can't go and put on, you know, great matches, he shouldn't do it. He 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 should be the first one to say, you know what, I can't do it. I would. I love to be an advocate for this. I would love to do meet and greets and, you know, be the guy to promote this or whatever. But in ring, I can't do it, you know. And don't do it, you know. Maybe do some some high profile tag matches and this and that. But you know, be the spokesperson for the company that you've always been. But also, take a take a, a step back. Don't don't Hogan this fucking tournament, <laughs> you know, because you have to have it. Uh, and as far as the bookers go, they, they should have pulled the trigger on it. But let's face facts, their hands are probably tied too because I'm sure somebody above them is saying, no, we got to have Tanahashi because Tanahashi's in newspapers and he's probably in local commercials and all that other shit. You know, he's probably he probably is their celebrity out there. You got to have him. And it's unfortunate because as good of a wrestler as he, as he has been throughout his career, He's not the same guy anymore. He's not even close to being 100%. He's he's barely, I would say, from what I saw against, uh, from what I saw against Jay White, I mean, he was barely half. He was barely 50% ready to go. Yeah, and, and what makes matters worse for him now is that match against Jay White was really horrible for him because Jay White took him and picked him apart. He knew he had elbow surgery. That was the first thing he did was go after that elbow. Yeah. He made no bones about it. And Tanahashi at the end of that match, he looked like dog shit. Yeah. There, there's no, there's no way you're you're fresh off of of uh, major surgery, and then Jay White comes in there and basically fucks up your elbow all over again. There's no way. There's no way you're going to be any better than fifty percent for this tournament. And this isn't like some some shit you would see in one night at, at, at like on a Monday Night Raw or what have you. No, mm-hmm. this is this is like the premier tournament for heavyweights. Yeah. In in professional wrestling, it's in Japan. It's strong style. The odds are fucking stacked against them. Yeah. Can can you hang for nine matches? Nine single matches. Fuck. On top of those tag uh, matches. Tag matches. Yeah. I don't. I just. I don't see it. I really. I just really don't see it. So Block A has their heavyweight champion. Mm-hmm. 
they have a returning Kenta. You have um, a now former Intercontinental Champion in Kota Ibushi. Yes. You have uh, Zack Sabre Jr. who who just uh, got pinned by Yoshihashi in a tag match recently. You have Will Ospreay coming off like probably the definitely one of the heights of his career winning the super juniors and pretty much telling everybody he's putting this company on his back besides uh what i'm about to say here i I really want to know your opinion about sonata where does sonata fit in all of this there there there's been um you you and i have both seen him we we have seen him face someone like Kazuchika Okada and take him to the limit. Yeah. Um, do we still get to see that Sonata in this tournament? Or or is uh, Sonata just filler here? Don't break my heart like that. <laughs> um, by the way, real quick here, uh, I, I find it interesting. I don't know. I'm going to ask you this because you're, sure. you're more of a hist- bigger New Japan historian than I am. Uh, Will Ospreay, is, is he the first junior heavyweight champion to be in the G1? I like I, current champion. I think so. Or reigning, I should say reigning. Reigning, yeah, yeah, I think so. Okay, I found that very interesting. Uh, junior heavyweight champion in the G one. Uh, but anyways, going back to Sonata, the, your your initial question. Um, it's tough because you have Abushi, Kenta, Okada, Osprey. You know, guys who you know, Saber Junior. As you said, you know, even even Tanahashi. No matter how we feel about him. He could very well get pushed too. This right here is an opportunity for New Japan to do what I feel is going to be is inevitable regardless, and push the future of the company and and Sonata. Um, I think it's a golden opportunity because you you get to have him get over on certain guys. I'm not saying everybody. I'm not saying he's going to run through the entire block, but. You know, get over on, you know, let's say three out of, out of the, the five guys that we just mentioned. On top of beating, you know, Lance Archer and Balak Fale, who I'm not just trying to disrespect and saying that they're gimmies or anything, because they're not. Um, and then, of course, the very interesting match that he's going to have against Evil. Um, that right there. I'm, I'm, I'm torn, but I'm excited at the same time. Uh, but um, I think this is a golden opportunity for them to do that. To, to establish that. Does he need to win the, the, the block? No, and I don't think he should at this this point in his career. If I had it my way, in a, in, in a, in a perfect fantasy booking world, hell yes, I would, I would have him win it. But as far as where he's at, I would love to see him get close, but, you know, just miss it. So we get that, we, we get that, um, that point across that Sonata is a legit player and, uh, and watch out for him. Do I think that's going to happen? No. Does he take a win against Okada? They can establish everything that I say. That I could, that everything that I said that they, they could establish, they can establish that with that one win. Wow. I think I, because he beats the champion, because he beats Okada. I say he doesn't, but he should. And obviously, he just no. It would it would be no. It would not be an upset in my in my book if he does. Let's rewind things here for a minute. Uh, you have you have Will Ospreay winning Super Juniors twenty six. 
and proclaiming that he's going to take this company globally and on his back. Let's rewind a few months and you have someone like Hiroshi Tanahashi pretty much telling everybody he hates Kenny Omega for wanting to do the same thing and being a gaijin. Yeah. We're back to square one now. Right. And this time, he's, they have to face each other in block A. Right. Um, where do you, let's, let's throw Tanahashi's um, ill-fated health here out the window. Let's say he's healthy. Okay. Where do you see that going, if anywhere? Do you see le- a legitimate um, beef happen between him and Osprey? Uh, if if Osprey has uh, it continues, and I don't think he 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 he'll uh, he'll veer from from having this level of uh, ambition, but is is Tanahashi going to have a problem with that to the point where there's going to be legitimate beef between the two? I think there's no doubt about it. If if Osprey stands for what he said, there's no doubt about it. He's going to have to. I don't think Tanahashi's going to back down from it. I don't. I don't think, even though we said that Kenny Omega makes things difficult, the past episode, you know, that he wasn't, isn't always an easy guy to deal with. Kenny Omega still backed up a lot of what he said. He did. Um, and 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 Tanahashi didn't give him the respect that he deserved, that he earned. Uh, that's going to be the same concept. I don't think he's going to change his mind because Will Osprey isn't as outspoken as Kenny Omega because, well, Osprey, let's, let's also face facts. He's been very more, vo- very much more vocal lately than he ever has been. Yeah. And I mean, he's called out the whole roster. This, this is basically <laughs> his company now. So there's, there's no doubt about that. Tanahashi's going to have a problem with it. And, and if, uh, if it comes down to it, yeah, I'm sure there will be some beef back there backstage and it's going to, it's going to showcase in the ring. And, Tanahashi better just watch his ass because he ain't a hundred percent. And and Will Osprey is is uh, from what we've seen this past year is far more driven than I've I've ever seen Tan- than than Will Osprey's ever been. I mean, we talked about Ibushi almost being killed by Naito. Let's not let's not forget that Osprey almost killed Ibushi back in January. Yeah, I mean <laughs> he concussed him. Uh, he concussed him. Yeah, Ibushi's got you know Ibushi's got fucking nine lives with these with this, <laughs> the past year. Uh, <laughs> Will Osprey is uh, he's he's a bad motherfucker in his own right, and uh, Tanahashi better better respect it, or or he's he's gonna learn. We're gonna wrap things up here, uh, but before we go. And stop, uh, stop talking about uh, the G one here. Yeah, your overall pick for Block A. Mm. Overall pick for for Block A, it, it, I'm torn between two guys, and that's you know I want to say Kenta. I think Kenta's gonna have a, a great run. He oh man, he is he is. But I got uh, I got the champ, and I got the former IC champ, and I think I think this is a Bushi's year. Yeah. I think Ibushi's coming out of the, the block. I think, uh, I thought about this too. I thought about Osprey, and I thought about how intriguing of an angle would it be. He talks about running, running, putting, putting, you're basically running through both divisions. Let's not forget, Wrestle Kingdom is two shows next year. That's right. You know, first show, he, he successfully defends that junior heavyweight championship. Second show, 
he successfully challenges for the heavyweight championship, and he's both champions of both weight classes. You know, something that, again, you know, if you want to break tradition, there you go. There's just something. There's a way to break tradition right there. A guy that is dominating both weight classes, and obviously you have somebody like Will Osprey who is very capable of doing that. Absolutely. I don't see them doing anything like that uh, because they are so traditional. And, and I'm not saying you have to go with my idea, but uh, I think the way that Ibushi's been uh, been pushed this year, it's very that traditional. Wins the uh, the secondary title, runs with it for a bit, drops it. Now he's ready for the the, the main title, and this is the title that uh, he's been after. This, this is the reason why Kenny Omega didn't didn't ask him to come to AEW in the first place. I think it's Abushi's year. I think he's earned it, and uh, whether he wins the title or not, I think he he comes out of block A. I disagree with you. Okay. Uh, he signed a lifetime contract with the company. Mm-hmm. I think that was his downfall. I think uh, I think if he would have settled for something much shorter term, that uh, I think I think then he becomes the the winner of the block. Okay. But uh, now there's so he's gonna have to wait. Yeah, now okay. he's gonna have to wait. I, I really do feel that way. That's um, fair. For my money, I I'm not gonna go with Will Osprey either. I, yeah. I, I think there's much more. Uh, Interesting angles to explore with Will Ospreay elsewhere. I'm I'm going to uh, unfortunately go with uh, <laughs> God. I hate that I'm saying this. I'm going to go with Tanahashi. You are going to go with the old man. I'm okay. going to go with the old man and and because uh, let's face it, uh, what better story to happen than to have a 50% Tanahashi end up winning in the block. <laughs> that would be that would be like the underdog story of the year. Yeah, I guess. And and, and, and no, don't get me wrong. Like yeah. I'm not excited about it, but sure, I, I think sure. that's a that's a pretty huge possibility. Right. Uh, let's go over to Block B. Who's okay. who's your overall pick for Block B? There's three guys that stand out to me. John Moxley, as I said earlier, isn't one of them. Uh, though I do think he's going to have a good run. I see at least eight points coming from him, if not That's more. That's fair. That's yeah. fair. Um, he's going to put on some good matches, but you know. And again, it's it, it is a tough competition. I'm torn between Lij and Jay White, and uh, I think I think uh, Jay White is isn't done. Uh, certainly, it'd be interesting if Jay White wins Block B, if Tanahashi wins Block A, and we we do that one more time. Um, and then that way he would get over. I, be, I, I might be taking your pick. I don't know if I am. You or not. did. You okay. Did. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm so. I'm so, Yeah, I, I take the piss out of things too sometimes. That's okay. Um, but I, 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 I do. As cliche as it is, I do have Naito, because every year, every year Naito's a front runner to to win the tournament, and we, the heartbreak that he took last year. The Zack Sabre match. Oh, I mean, you had people in the audience crying. Yeah. I yeah. mean, that's how heartbreaking it was. That's how close he was to doing it. Tetsuya Naito is going to headline Russell Kingdom one of his years, and he's going to win the IWGP heavyweight title. It's going to happen. And it's always every year at G1, it's always like, is this going to be the year? Is this going to be the year he does it? And not that he has to win a G1 to do it, but it, it's probably going to happen from the year that he wins the G1. I do have Tetsuya Naito coming out of block B. But 
I do have Takagi beating him in the G1. Do you? I do, and I, I and I think that's going to open up a can of worms and the the issues with with within Lij. I picked Jay White. I picked Jay White, and you beat me to it. I, I think you, I apologize. No, again. no worries. I think <laughs> I, I really do think there's a, a huge story there for New Japan where you have the underdog that is Tanahashi. Mm-hmm. You know, he they they've already set it up in my eyes by saying, you know, you had that press conference with him mm-hmm. where he's crying about how he let down the fans. Right. They expected so much out of him and he let them down. What a story for him to come back and win his block. And then have to come back and try to win the tournament against Switchblade Jay White. I think Jay White takes it and becomes uh, winner of the G1 and and surprises the hell out of everybody. But not without uh, that underdog popping up at the last minute. Um, oh, so you have Jay White win the tournament? I have Jay White winning the tournament. Oh, you yeah. sly dog. See, I thought you were going to go with Tanahashi. <laughs> And and finishing the whole Rocky story. My, my heart, my heart really wants Tetsuya Naito to win. To win it all. To win it all. Yeah. But again, I I don't think I don't think he, I don't think he gets his title shot this way. I just don't. I I would I, I would I would like for it not to be this cliche. Yeah. You know, but I just I just feel like with the way that New Japan goes. It's almost win the G1 or don't get a title shot at Wrestle Kingdom. The only thing I can say now is that there's there's two shows. There's two shows, yeah. and see, that's what that's that's the big X factor. We don't know. We don't right. know what's going to go on. Yeah, and uh, I, I'm excited. I'm excited because I love the idea of Will Ospreay reigning over two weight divisions. Yeah, I, I love the idea of Naito somehow getting a title shot that second night. Mm-hmm. The, the the world is their oyster, so to speak. Right. And I, I, I can't wait. I'm excited either way. I, I, absolutely. I, I mean, I think I already answered my question as far as Abushi versus Naito. Um, I did say Abushi winning would, would win the the G1. I did say it was, it was his time. I'm gonna stand with that pick, uh, though. You definitely opened my eyes with the whole I, I, the concept of him signing the lifetime contract. I'm gonna stick with it, and um, just because I. I don't want to do any more thinking. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say this. Uh, Abushi versus Naito, uh, part four, actually. It would be, be part four, yeah. yeah. Um, would be a hell of a match again, and uh, it would it'd be a good way to split the series again. And, uh, you sure. know, do it again some other, some other time, maybe for the heavyweight title. So, um, But I got I got Abushi. I got Abushi winning the, the, the G1. You got Jay White. And regardless, again, ladies and gentlemen, this is going to sound super, super lame, but we're all winners because we get to watch every single show. If you don't have a subscription, show us some support and get a subscription through us at 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash NJPW and get your first 30 days for free. Yeah, you can watch the entire G one. Yeah, free. It, if you time it right, yeah, you can, you can, uh, you can watch the entire G one for free. So I mean, that's who doesn't want to pay uh, nothing for for wrestling, for good wrestling, for good wrestling at that. So uh, just think about that, and uh, and again, check us out at 20x20crew.com. The entire website, t- tons of stuff, all of our episodes, tons of ways to save money. 
Speaking of money, we're going to pay some bills right now. And, yeah, let's uh, do that. Yeah, we'll be right back. All right, stay tuned. This episode of the 20 by 20 Ring Crew is brought to you by me, the Macho Man Randy Savage. Yeah, the Macho Man wants to tell you all about his new favorite way to watch pro wrestling. Yeah, check out Fight TV. Yeah, where you can catch companies like GCW, Evolve. Yeah, Ring of Honor, mm-hmm. Impact Wrestling. I remember those guys. Yeah, and even some of that international flavor. Macho can dig that. If wrestling ain't your thing, the Macho Man will put you in a cage for three minutes. Three minutes of playtime. And after the madness is over, freak out, freak out. You can check out things like boxing, MMA, and even some of that Muay Thai. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Visit 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash fight. That's F-I-T-E for those who can't spell like the Macho Man Randy Savage can and find out how you can save some money in the process. Now that's something everyone can dig. Oh yeah, Macho Man out. Welcome back ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for hanging in there with us while we pay some bills. And uh, as always, thank you for supporting the show, listening to episodes, uh, checking out the website hitting us up on social media, what have you. Coming back, we we just got done discussing the G1, New Japan Pro Wrestling uh, G1 tournament coming up here in the month of June. Uh, Well, July. We're in the month of June. (laughs) Uh, As always, we have wrestling on in the background. We are watching WWF Monday Night Raw, episode 202, which is from... Where Bret Hart apologizes for nothing. This is the <laughs> this is the Raw after WrestleMania 13. Uh, am I correct? I believe so. It is. Yeah. This it is, it is the uh, the night after at the WrestleMania. So Bret Hart is now officially a, a heel. Yeah. After the uh, the infamous double turn. Great fucking match. Yeah. Hell yeah, it was. Match of the night for me. I think. For oh hell yeah. At WrestleMania 13, which is kind of a subpar WrestleMania. During the time where WrestleManias were actually good, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but it was the it was the the turn of Bret Hart, and it was the the emergence, if you will, of, of Stone Cold Steve Austin. So, very uh, interesting time in the WWF at the time, and this is really around the time too when I first started watching. It was it was short, shortly after this? Okay, was when I first started coming. It was, it was more of a summer thing. So probably another month or two, and and I would eventually get hooked on on, on the product as well as WCW and, and other forms of wrestling, other uh, companies in wrestling. He has a legitimate uh, motivation here during his his heel speech because uh, he got his ass chewed out for Blade and Stone Cold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I always thought that was interesting, uh, you know. Stone Cold Steve Austin, you have this, you know, badass tough guy who doesn't give a shit, but uh, wasn't really experienced with uh, cutting himself in the ring, so he let Bret Hart do it, and uh, the rest is history, but yeah, they got their ass chewed out for doing that. 
Uh, getting back to what we're talking about, you and I were talking a lot of John Moxley for mm-hmm. the G1, but uh, we have to keep in mind here that John Moxley is a full-time AEW roster member. That he is. And uh, he will have uh, other commitments coming up doing part to that company um he's already booked for at least one of their upcoming shows uh i believe it's joey janela versus john moxley at the fighter fest a fighter fest yep mm-hmm. which yeah. is free by the way which is free yeah absolutely. kudos to them for mm-hmm. hooking it up uh he's not going to be at fight for the fallen because he's going to be in japan he'll be in japan right yeah but uh, he's also going to be at All Out uh, against Kenny Omega. Fuck. Again, this, this I said it earlier in the show, this is the reason why he left the company for matches like this. Uh, by the way, All Out, for those who uh, want to get tickets, uh, you can't. It's sold out. Um, well, you can, but you, you can't. Do, you're going to pay. You're going to pay a little <laughs> bit more. Um, I'm glad you brought up All Out. Uh, it is being held in uh, Chicago, in yes. our neck of the woods at the Sears Center. Uh, you and I were fortunate enough to go uh, to All In. Mm-hmm. And uh, All Out will be held August 31st Yes, at the Sears Center. Uh, awesome venue to watch a show at, by yeah, the way. Absolutely. Not a bad seat in the house. Um, All Out sold out in a mere 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. And Forbes, Forbes.com, is reporting that... Despite having a capacity of just over 10,000 seats, upwards of 137,600 tickets were requested by tens of thousands waiting in virtual lines hoping to get ticket tickets to All Elite Wrestling's second showcase, which is all out. Uh, going by the numbers... That officially, that All Out has officially demanded and exceeded more than WrestleMania 35 this past year. If the Marks don't understand where this company is going and what they're doing, there's proof right there. Yeah. Fact after fact after fact of proof. It's just what this company... They're no longer a t-shirt company anymore, Matt. (laughs) Well, let's take it a step further. I mean, this is is where somebody's got to... I mean, WWE, they're they're a numbers company, right? This is where somebody's got to throw on Vince's desk and be like, look, if you don't beat this, we're, we're in trouble. And, you know... We're not talking about just pay-per-views. We're talking about WrestleMania, which, by the way, you know, took place at MetLife Stadium, a, a huge venue. And, you know, although they did well financially for that show, I mean, we're, we're talking about a 136, you said 136,000? 137,600. 137,000 plus for a venue that holds ten, you know, over 10,000. I mean, if I'm not mistaken, when we went to All In, uh, I believe they they ended up pushing out more tickets at the last minute. So the 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 last tally was like eleven thousand two hundred or something like that. Yeah. So. 
I mean, where my question is, all right, so for WWE, get your shit together, but I'm, I'm scrapping you for the time being. For AEW, I mean, is this is this one of those New Japan situations where you're playing it too safe now? Because, I mean, the market's there. It's clearly there. You know, I, I get, you know, there's there's some loyalty with, with, the, with the Sears Centers now because of what happened with All In, but if you're booking this, if this is your company and you you know what you did with All In, you know what you did with Double or Nothing, you know where the company's at, where the company's going, you think to yourself, Chicago, great venue, let's do it August 31st, but assuming that every venue's on the table, okay, that's for that for that date. Do you say maybe we go a little bit bigger, or do you stick with the smaller venue of the Sears Center? I say right now I stick with the smaller venue. Um, good booking, no matter how you look at it, will always leave you wanting more. And I, I still think that this applies to this. I, I, don't get me wrong; I'm excited just as much as everyone else, but. I like that. I like the fact that that people are being turned away. I, don't get me wrong. I hate the fact that people out there bought tickets just to resell them for more money. That's mm-hmm. just the society we live in. Right. But um, that's a whole I, other episode. Yeah. <laughs> I but I, I love I love the enthusiasm that the fans have. Uh, you know, we seen it firsthand at All In. It was a great show. The fans were awesome. You 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 couldn't ask for anything more from a wrestling show. Um, it was it was it was a great great night for for us in attendance and everybody watching. But um, yeah, I would keep it small. I would I would still play it safe. And uh, you know, there's unfortunately, and and I'm trying not to get too much off topic here, but unfortunately, we live in a in a country where, let's face it, shit's kind of rocky right now. And, uh, you know, the next, the next year, may, maybe a little over a year, it will be a telltale sign of where our economy's headed. Mm. Um, that plays a factor, you know. But I think what they need to do for sure is look into booking something sort of last minute or at least present it as such. In the same cities. For instance. So All Out sells out in 15 minutes. Look for something nearby. And even if they. Even if they set this up. You know months in advance. Make it look like hey. Now we added a second show. But it's going to be here. Right. And get more of your roster out there. You have a young roster. Full of guys. Mm -hmm. And I know that's what they're trying to do with Fighter Fest. That's why they're giving it away for free. You're going to see a lot of. Of. Uh quote-unquote new talent mm-hmm. you know to to a lot of people who are not familiar with them sure um get to showcase themselves on pay-per-view and everybody's going to get to watch it so that there, there's your there's your your stage your stage is set to to create new stars within the industry right so i would i would definitely take that approach always want to leave always leave them wanting more always uh the other bit of news I have for AEW here is uh, we all know that Pac, um, who used to be Neville in the WWE, yeah. has backed out of the company completely Yep, for one reason or another. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, so they have had to rework a lot of uh, upcoming plans and stuff. And one of those was a three-on-three tag match where it was going to be the Elite, uh, meaning Kenny Omega and the Bucks, mm-hmm. taking on the Lucha Brothers and Pac, but now Pac is not there. They finally found a replacement Okay. in the form of Laredo Kid. Interesting pick. Yeah. Yeah, very interesting. What do you think? I like it. I do too. I like it. Um, um, again, that's the, that's the international flavor that they're showing and uh, different talent that again it, 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 given it's fighter fest the the free show they're trying to showcase different talent than people that haven't seen before it's a perfect opportunity and also has that um that triple a you know um roster being being used and, and I, that's I definitely like and that. that's where the the announcement happened it happened after a main event between the bucks and the lucha brothers and uh, Laredo Kid came aboard and said he'd be there for the Lucha Brothers. For those of you who are not uh, too familiar with him, obviously go ahead and YouTube the hell out of him. Sure. Uh, he's worked for Impact. Mm-hmm. He's definitely a, um, at least a part-timer in AAA. He's worked uh, a plenty of different companies. But uh, you will not be disappointed with the likes of Laredo Kid. Yeah, definitely a, a great pickup. And uh, I love to see what he's going to bring to the table. Against uh, Omega and the Bucks, and and uh, what a great, uh, what a great uh, fit him and, and and the Lucha Brothers together. Hell, that's gonna be a hell of a match. It is. It is. Again, Fighter Fest is going to happen for free. You will need the Bleacher Report app, which is free to download. Um, sign up and get mm-hmm. yourself an account. Uh, but the the pay per view will be for free. Again, you can't beat that. Can't there, beat there's that. nothing to plug with that. It's it's free. It's free. It's just free. You're gonna watch some good wrestling <laughs> for free. Uh, I mean, we got Cody versus Darby Allen on that show. That I can't wait for. That's gonna be really fucking interesting. Uh, for those who don't know Darby Allen, I, I talked about this earlier, or not earlier on this show, but in previous episodes, this I mean, we've talked about him throughout this podcast, Darby yeah. Allen, oh, yeah. and he is a, such a unique wrestler. Because he he just turns it on in ways that you know you think there's no way he's gonna job the hell out of this you know he does a job he, he, <laughs> no he'll do the job for somebody but he is not a jobber he's a legit contender very unique um, not afraid to take a bump of any kind <laughs> that's for damn sure good <laughs> um, lord and it's it's interesting that you know his first match in AEW is gonna be against Cody. Um, he, I wouldn't have expected that. That's that's one hell of a of, of, a, of a, a competition to put him up against right away. Uh, it's crazy excited about that. I mean, we we talked John Moxley versus Joey Janela. Should be quite interesting, you know. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I mean, I don't even think they have a, a full card announced yet. No, but, there's you know. no full card announced yet. But uh, yeah, what they have booked so far is. Mm-hmm. Dude, I'm I'm excited. And what I what I like about it too is that like when you look at at uh, at Fighter Fest, you look at the actual like um, promotional poster. It doesn't feature anybody from the elite. Nor should it. You know, I I love that. Yeah. I, I love the fact that it's it's um it's it's Michael Nakazawa versus Jabali in, in a hardcore match and that's how they promoted it. <laughs> and I mean that's I think that's really cool. Um other matches too by the way we do have um we do have a four-way match I forgot about this one. 
Adam Page, Jimmy Havoc, Jungle Boy, and MJF. Gonna be a great one right there. Um, we get more of the uh, more women wrestling here with uh, Yuka Sakazaki versus Riho versus Nyla Rose in a three way match. And then how about this one? Christopher Daniels versus Chima. One on one, you knew that was gonna happen. Yeah, yeah. You knew it was gonna happen, and that's 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 happening. So you got seven matches booked. That might be a full card. Who knows? Uh, I'm not sure how long the show is gonna run, but there might be another match thrown in there or two. But uh, they'd be silly not to. Yeah, they really would. I mean, stack as as much as you can, man. And, yeah. and shit. I mean, it's uh. I mean, you got you got this show and then one more show, and then it leads into all out. I mean, you got. You don't have a whole lot of shows to promote all out as far as, you know, rivalries and this and that goes. I mean, so it's it's going to be interesting to see what they do. And, uh, you know, you, it's a show that you don't want to miss. And, again, they're giving it away for free. Yeah. Again, there's no trials that you got to do, 30-day free trials and that. It's it's just free. You can can cancel your subscription with Bleacher Report if, afterwards if you want. I, would, I wouldn't do that, but, <laughs> I mean... <laughs> But you can do whatever the hell you want afterwards. It's free, it's free for for everybody. Um, they want to include all fans as you know. So it's not just including the wrestlers; it's including all fans. They want an affordable product, yeah, for everybody to watch. And it's not just for the fact that you know you're trying to get people to watch your stuff in in the early runs, in in the early goings of your of your product, but you know. They're not. They don't have a network. They don't have a a, a nine ninety nine a month subscription base yet. You know, so they understand. You know, they're gonna charge forty fifty bucks for a pay per view, for a big pay per view, and you know if you're gonna charge somebody fifty dollars, well you gotta give them fifty dollars worth of product. Mm-hmm. And not saying that this isn't fifty dollars worth of product, but fifty dollars a month is a lot to pay. It is for you know for a wrestling show. So it's safe to say that they're not going to be a monthly pay-per-view company, and and nor do they need to be. But if you you could do special shows like this and and give it away, mm-hmm. and you know they could. There's plenty of ways for that they're going to make money off of anyways, which should be a sponsorship and and whatnot. And it's it's just it's it's good business. It's it's great business, and it's one hell of a, a card to watch. And again, I'm I'm so excited. I didn't know about the about the the inclusion. And that, that six-way match, I'm excited about that. I'm, I, I was I was anticipating somebody of a bigger name, and I'm glad we got what we got. And and a hell of a wrestler. Uh, certainly for those who don't know him and hasn't seen uh, his work, again like Joe says, YouTube it. But uh, if you just if you don't, you're going to be pleasantly surprised with what you see, regardless. Yeah. At oh Fighter yeah. Fest. Definitely. Definitely. Um, we're going to wrap up this week. Uh, thank you for hanging in there and listening to us once again. Uh, we hope you take part and watch the G1 tournament. Again, that be- begins officially July 6th on the New Japan Pro Wrestling mm-hmm. World Streaming Service. 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash NJPW will get your subscription started. Again, you get 30 free days after that. It's like eight ninety nine or nine ninety nine a month. But... Well worth your money. Again, you can go back and watch previous G1 tournaments in their entirety. You can watch the final match of every single one, even back before it was called the G1. Yeah, yeah. 
So, I mean, yeah. All that's it, on it there. It goes all the way back to 1972, so. It's great. Great fucking service. I, I just want to point out, too, that this, 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 uh, I want to say happy summer because this will be the first episode released in, in the in the uh, summer months, mm-hmm. and what's going to be a hell of a summer for professional wrestling. Again, we got the G one, we got AEW stuff, folks. I, I can't stress enough. Visit us at twenty eight twenty three dot com slash podcast slash fights. That's F I T E. There's so many uh, regional and 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 independent companies that are looking to. To entertain you and get you to watch, uh, and so many, so much of that is on fight. Yeah, I, I watch fight all the time. You can get fifteen dollars off. All you gotta do is again visit us twenty x twenty crew dot com slash podcast slash f i t e and get a sign up with a brand new email address. Yeah, and you get fifteen credits. You can check out shows like the uh, the PCW Ultra show that uh, just happened. That's right. Over the over this past weekend, uh, somebody actually jumped the barricade against Fatu, Jacob Fatu. No. Yeah. Why would you do Why that? Why would you do that? Oh, my it's God. It's never a good idea. It's never a good idea to do that. I, I mean. We, well, you and I got to see him in the flesh uh, at Evolve. Mm-hmm. And uh, let me tell you, folks, um, I'm six foot eight, about 240 pounds. Uh, that man is legitimately scary. Yeah, and uh, we, you know, we got to we got to feel the brunt of of his anger uh, head on as he took out our entire row and then some. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't know why anybody would want to even do that. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it is it is it is never a good idea to to ever jump any barricade. But yeah. I guess somebody like that too, and, and this this guy got his ass beat. <laughs> I bet he did. And, I bet he did. And luckily, luckily, by this point, he he was pulled back because there was like a, a gap in the barricade. Mm-hmm. So luckily, he was already pulled back by by other fans. I'm assuming they were with him, because not only did he get hit and then stomped on, but like Fatu took a chair and whipped it right at where his head was at. <laughs> and he, like he, oh, he just got moved in time. Oh Ooh. man, uh, yeah. Be be smart, people. But uh, overall, <laughs> um, yeah, you get to see shows like that. Not for the fact of some idiot jumping the the crowd, but that kind of you know wrestlers like that. Wrestlers like uh, Mil Muertes versus Sammy Callahan. I I cannot stress that enough. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's there's so many things to watch out there. You can also check out things like Ring of Honor every Monday. Yeah, which check, is free. Which is free. Uh, check out um, MLW Fusion every Tuesday for free. Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. Reality of Wrestling. Reality of Wrestling. You know, it, it's all there. It, it's all there for you. And those things that we just mentioned are free. Also, check out on YouTube every Sunday. Defiant Wrestling. They should they should hire me as a spokesperson. <laughs> I, I absolutely love this product. Uh, Pac, who we just mentioned, has recently been on there. Uh, great independent wrestling company based out of the UK. You can catch them every Sunday, two p.m. on uh, two p.m. two p.m. Eastern, one p.m. Central Time. When they go live in the UK, they go live on YouTube here in the United States. So great wrestling, um, and that's all we wanted you to do. Yeah. And you know what you should do this summer? Go to a wrestling show. 
If you're in Philly, please go buy yourself some tickets to Ring of Honor. Jesus Christ. They have 70, as of this recording, they have 75% of their tickets left for their upcoming Philadelphia show. Philly, what are you guys doing? Dude, you're disappointing me. Yeah, Philly, Philly's a wrestling town, I thought. That's what I thought. They're getting soft, man. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Hey, go yeah. support professional wrestling, Chicago's ladies and gentlemen. Chicago's calling you soft, Philly. <laughs> and I'm a fan. I'm a fan. Yeah, he is a fan of Philly. Um, for all the wrong reasons. <laughs> <laughs> go support professional wrestling, uh, no matter where you are. Again, uh, you can also do that uh, 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash brown paper tickets. That's all one word. Yes. Go get you some local tickets to indie shows. Uh, Black Label Pros on yeah. there. There's, I think, uh, last counted, last time I counted, I think there's like 15 different indie feds out there on brown paper tickets that you can get uh, cheap yeah. tickets to. Um, and, and they're all decent shows. So Yeah, take your kids, take the family. You can sit wherever you want. It's not a bad scene in the house, but... How how badass would it be? You'd be Superman or Superwoman if you take your kid front row oh, and pay man. next to nothing for it. it. It's a blast, you know. It's such a blast. So uh, you get to meet some of the best, some of the best wrestlers in in the uh, in the independent scene right now. People that you you know, people that yeah. wrestle for AEW, people that wrestle for Impact Wrestling. I mean, you get you get all that. So I mean, definitely go check out professional wrestling. Support it, you know. Independent wrestling is is the heart and soul of professional wrestling, and always has been, and always will be. You can find us uh, on social media, Instagram.com slash 20x20crew. You can uh, hate tweet us over at Twitter, Twitter.com slash 20x20crew. We're also on Facebook, Facebook.com slash 20x20crew. We'll get you to our official Facebook page. Come talk to us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash groups slash 20x20talk. And uh, we are available on YouTube. YouTube has finally graced us with some working uh, technology here. We are <laughs> we are in the, the early 50s of episodes uh, uploaded finally. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know what YouTube's deal is. But you can catch um, all of... Oh, well... Eventually all of our episodes. But also our YouTube exclusive content in the following contest over at 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash YouTube. And again, our home on the web is 20x20crew.com where you will find all of our past episodes without the use of YouTube, if you so choose. Uh, Merchandise and um, everything else we offer. So... uh, I'm I'm done. You want to do it this week? Yeah, you can do it. Well, it was, it's my thing, anyways, right? It is your thing. <laughs> it is. I like, I, I I share. Uh, <laughs> ladies, ladies and gentlemen, thanks again for for tuning in and, and listening to us and 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 always. I love hearing the feedback from 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 all of you. Uh, until next week, though, I've been Matt. He's been Joe. You've been fantastic. And until next week, we will see, see you, you in, in the, the ring. ring.